0: Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, ann Lori Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey, as well as the journey of other stepmoms, to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, stepmamas and truth seekers. Welcome back to another episode of Plus Her, a Stepmom Journey's podcast. I'm your lovely host, Anne-Laurie Forbes, wife to one, stepmom to two, stepmom advocate, and a source of encouragement while I'm truly still figuring it out just like you. So this morning's episode is a special one. We are going to be talking about a sensitive topic, and that is the infertility journey. Um, A childless stepmoms who desire to have their own biological children have been met with challenges to conceive, and so it's a very sensitive topic, and I'm so happy that my guest today was so brave enough and willing to share parts of her journey of being a childless stepmom and parts of her infertility journey. So all of the childless stepmoms out there who are experiencing challenges, I hope this episode will remind you that you are not alone. God knows the desires of your heart and be encouraged.
1: Hi Kia, welcome to the Plus Her podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. How are you?
1: I'm good. And I'm so happy to have you because we're going to have an important conversation today and, you know, talk about a very sensitive topic. So I'm I'm excited that you want to share your journey with us because I'm sure it's going to help a fellow stepmom. So thank you for your willingness to share your your story with us.
2: Thank you. It took me a long time to get to this point of being able to talk about my journey, but thank you for having me.
1: Well, let's dive right in. So, how about you tell me a little bit about the beginning of your stepmom journey? Do you remember your initial thoughts and feelings about becoming a stepmom?
2: I always knew for myself from my past that I would become a wife one day. I would get married and I would have children. I never imagined that I would marry a man that I fell in love with, who already had children and who had already been married. Um, but I met my husband in 2010. And from the first date, we spent every day together. And when we would be outside of each other's presence, we were on the phone. And he just became my best friend. And in that, when I finally met his child who already lived with him, um, I fell in love with his child. And when we decided to get married and become a family unit, that's when I kind of really grasped the concept of, okay, I'm about to be, you know, a mother figure into, Mm -hmm. you know, this little boy's life. And I don't think I really understood the total responsibility that I would be having um, as a stepmom until I actually walked into the role (laughs) (laughs) and had gotten married and we actually blended our family.
1: So right. and I, I kind of re- walked
2: in blindly.
1: Yeah, and I can relate to that as well. Like not fully knowing you have you have an idea of what you think it's going to be, but you don't really know until you're in it.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I love that you
1: said you met his child and you fell in love with his child because, you know, I always say that it's a package deal right and sometimes um mm-hmm. we have a hard time with the whole package we just think of okay i just want the man but i don't want to do the stepmom thing i know at the beginning of my journey connotation that goes with that but It was hard to wrap my head around the fact that I was going to become a stepmom, like I was in love with this man. But it was hard to embrace that because just like you, you grew up thinking, okay, I'm going to get married. Maybe I'll have some children. But you're not thinking that you're going to marry somebody with a child, right? So part of accepting Mm -hmm. the reality that you're becoming a stepmom is also accepting and really understanding the fact that it's a package.
2: It is. It's definitely a package deal. Majority of the time when you look at, you know, your role as a stepmom, you're not a full-time stepmom. So, usually Mm -hmm. the dad has visitation rights. So, it's not a consistent role where you're, you know, having to play that stepmom or that, you know, mother figure for that child. You see them on holidays and, you know, occasional weekends. But for me, you know, all I'm seeing is, oh, I'm about to, you know, we're about to be a big, happy family. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take <laughs> into consideration of you know the ex-wife, um, any issues that they were currently having at that moment. How it would be raising somebody else's child? Like I didn't think mm-hmm. about any of. I didn't think about it as a whole. I was just right. stuck in Walla Land that everything was about to be perfect because of our love. Our love could move mountains. <laughs> that's the stage i was in we've all been there girl we've all been there
1: <laughs> we've all been there
2: <laughs> but yeah
1: i think it takes a little bit extra patience and understanding and acceptance when you are a full-time stepmom like you and i are yeah it's right. it's not right. just a weekend thing it's 24/7 mm-hmm. thing so it definitely right. takes a little bit more <laughs> from mm-hmm. us for sure <laughs> so okay so you thought it was going to be the perfect family then you got into it Then you realized not so much so then talk to me a little bit about that uh share with me some of the challenges that you faced at the beginning um, of the blended family journey
2: okay so although my husband was divorced they were still working out custody when we got married so they were, were they were on a. I guess uh, temporary order for custody and visitation. When we got married, I believe the next month I was in court with my husband. I didn't get that uh, newlywed stage or honeymoon. Talk about stage. honeymoon
1: phase, yeah. <laughs> Talk about honeymoon phase <laughs> in court with your husband.
2: Yes, we were in court wow. and we, they were ironing out. Uh, custody still and this is basically between the years of 2008 to 2011 that is just was you know just pettiness back and forth and um, nobody could really um, get on one accord as far as what to do with visitation and custody. It was ironed out during the first year of our marriage um, but with you know what comes with court comes uh you know attitudes, and um just nobody really wanted to speak there's no communication so it made it harder for me in my role i feel like because you want everybody to get along and then you want Mm -hmm. to step in and make everything better and Um, then you're trying to
1: figure out your place in it all as well
2: right exactly so I feel like I I was just kind of put in something that was already a bad situation um, from the beginning. So it kind of made my role a little harder. And then you also have a child, too, that's being affected by it. Because although, you know, one parent might not want them involved, another parent might use um, court and everything that's, you know, going on against the other parent by involving the child Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and possibly, you know, in my case, blaming the step-parent when everything was going on prior. So it was really difficult for me in my role as stepmom and, you know, also a second wife because even though things have been going on before, you know, you met this man and fell in love with him and his child, you know, you're kind of being blamed for everything.
1: How did you stay sane uh, during that that intense time? How did you stay sane?
2: A lot of prayer. And another thing that I ended up doing was getting a therapist. Mm, So I know a lot of people don't, you know, believe in therapy, especially, you know, I don't really have any family members either who have gone to therapy. So it's something that's really not talked about. And I embraced it. I loved being able to speak to somebody else about, you know, things that were going on in my household, things that I was feeling um, regarding my situation. And it, she really helped me, my therapist, um, to be able to have a voice mm-hmm. in her office <laughs> an hour of her time to hear me vent and, you know, kind of give me advice on to how to move forward and not be stuck in anger and resentment yeah oh my goodness yes absolutely
1: i'm a firm believer in therapy and i know especially in our community the black community um it's still a little taboo i mean now we're getting more into the whole self-care and mental health but definitely growing Mm -hmm. up speaking to somebody else about your business was like a no-no um but I'm right. a firm believer in therapy you need someone to talk to about you know the issues that you're going you're going through, and sometimes it can't it just it can't be your husband, right? <laughs> like it can't be your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: it, it
1: just it just can't be your husband. So, uh you mentioned resentment and anger. So let's talk a little bit about that because the stepmom journey I always talk about the roller coaster of emotion that we. G- So let's talk a little bit about the resentment and the anger. Where did that come from? Was that from having to deal with the court proceedings or did that come from something else that you're experiencing?
2: You know, I believe it came from having to go to court, you know, within the first year of my marriage. But I really feel like I was resentful of myself, my husband, uh, my stepson, and I felt like my husband had put me in this situation I, I believe I, I kind of feel like I was a little selfish in that as well because he didn't know that his first marriage was gonna end he didn't know that he would be going to court he didn't know that you know a lot of things would be happening but in in that I was still blaming him and he didn't know also that you know we would fall in love and get married so he's also trying to cope and figure out his place and everything and how he can make everything better not for just you know Uh, his wife but also his son because at this point he was five years old and Mm. he's just like what's going on right now right you know he went from you know it just being him and his dad and now I have this you know stepmom here and I love her but I feel like I might get in trouble for loving her
0: with Mm -hmm. my mom
2: And, you know, I'm trying, and as, you know, the husband and father, he's trying to just make everybody happy. And um, that was, you know, some of the things that I discussed with with the therapist. But I feel like when you kind of lose control of a situation and it's kind of out of your hands, you're you're just angry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was kind of angry at the world in that time frame because for myself, I feel like when I have something in mind and I picture something and it doesn't go that way, I just kind of shut down. I'm like, whoa, where where did it go wrong? So I was just very resentful of the situation that I felt like I was placed in, but I just had to see it from another viewpoint as well. Like everybody says, well, you should know, you know, what you're getting yourself into as a second wife or a stepmom, but you don't see it <laughs> that so. way. yeah you don't see it that way you don't i mean you just never know how the cards will be played when you step into that second wife and stepmom role you just don't so in a perfect world i really thought that everything would be happy-go-lucky but it just that just wasn't in the cards at that time
1: thank god that's behind you now right and you definitely overcome you guys have worked you guys have worked through it like that's behind you so i want to actually talk about where you are right now in your stepmom journey. And one of the things I specifically want to talk to you about is um, being a childless stepmom. Uh, So you and I are considered to be childless stepmoms. And for the truth seekers that are listening, being a childless stepmom means you're a stepmom without your own biological child. Just in case, you Mm -hmm. know, the listeners, some of the listeners don't know what it is. But, um, Uh you know, and although we get to experience motherhood, you know, via, I guess, stepmotherhood avenues, Many of us, you know, we desire to have our own biological children as well. I want you to share with the listeners, you know, your experience of being a childless stepmom, and, you know, the feelings that come with that and how do you cope with them?
2: So in 2012, I went to the GYN doctor. My GYN told me that I only had one working fallopian tube. He said I had a Mm 50-50 chance of getting pregnant and he gave me a referral to an IVF clinic or a doctor. And I said, okay, you know, I talked to my husband about it. And, you know, we agreed that we would do IVF. We do IVF. And the last part of the whole IVF process wasn't covered with insurance. And if you know, anybody doesn't know, IVF is very expensive. So we decided, okay, we'll wait, we'll save some money. And then we'll start the process over again. Well, a month later, I got pregnant naturally. We were so happy, and on the ninth week of the pregnancy, I ended up miscarrying. I'm so to hear that. thank you, thank you. So I ended up miscarrying, and I actually found out at a prenatal appointment where I had my mom and my mother-in-law in the room. We were actually getting a ultrasound done. So <clears throat> that's how I found out, you know, in that moment with my in-law in the room that I had miscarried. Wow. So we discussed this when we were dating, when we got engaged. I knew that I wanted to, you know, have a baby with this man. He was such a good father. And I can just see, you know, little mini-me's and many many hims running around <laughs> our house. Um, a little, you know, furry dog running around and just having a house with a picket fence. And I just right. had this the dream, tale. the dream, yeah. Yes, and my
1: doctor and his diagnosis kind of put a halt on that dream. Um, but I've always wanted to be a mom. For someone who's for me, uh, growing up, I never had this burning desire to have children. I always said, like, maybe you know, one day I'll adopt or something. I never, you know, I never like always wanted to be a mom. I never had that burning desire. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm a stepmom and I've experienced it's almost as if it's it's not to say, but it's almost as if I've had a trial run at motherhood and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so now it's like I'm open to you know expanding the family and now you know I see the joy that children bring and so mm-hmm. now I, I'm loving it and it's like I'm open to it. But I want to ask you as somebody who grew up always wanting to become a mother is being a stepmom enough.
2: I would say at times it is and then there's still times where I feel like there's like a void that hasn't been filled yet. Mm, I hope okay. you, I hope you can kind of understand what I'm saying but
1: yes no um, absolutely absolutely yeah. this is like this is a safe space like you know say be comfortable to share as much as you want and yeah be honest you know be mm-hmm. honest because there are moms out there who are struggling with the same thing right who have this burning mm-hmm. desire to have children and they can't have children or they're in the process of going through IVF and you know it, it's a hard process they're having difficulties and yet at the same time they are taking care of somebody else's children right so mm-hmm. it's it's yeah that is tough and I know there are other someone's out there who are going through the same thing so I'm you're um, transparency and your honesty is going to help another stepmom so please like be honest and you know how you feel it.
2: it's definitely hard um at times because you feel like you're missing out and um mm. during this time also I wanted to note that I worked in mother baby and oh uh, a a office yes so I wow. had to take some time off I took about two months off of work off leave because you know how can i go to work and you know see all the you know pregnant moms or moms who had just given birth and i had just lost mine yeah that's and tough. i was embarrassed i felt like less of a woman and you know i was resentful because also in that added you know more resentment because here i am you know in this role of being a stepmom and raising a child that's not biologically mine, and having to go through you know different things with his mom, and just trying to cope, and also dealing with you know court, and I lost my you know my baby, and then having to work mm. in the field, so it was it was very difficult, and I that's was very intense. hmm Yes. Wow. So that was really really hard. That was a hard time for me. And that happened in 2013.
1: So where are you now in your IVF journey? Where are you now?
2: So after the miscarriage, um, we decided that we would just wait because I changed doctors and my doctor said that, you know, again, I had a 50, 50% 50 chance of getting pregnant, but I could get pregnant. So I left it in God's hands and I just told myself and my husband that, you know, what's meant To be for me will be Mm so we have not we never got pregnant again and at that time i want to say i believe we tried we did ovulation kits, um but we never you know did anything else extra Um, i prayed on it but now i just feel like um my stepson you know he'll be 16 this year he has two and a half more years before he graduates and goes to um, college although i would still love to you know have a baby i believe at this point of my life i would be okay if it happened because i've been in his life since you know he was in pre-k and full time he's always lived with us and now he's you know going to graduate high school soon so i feel like a part of me has been fulfilled But there's always going to be that void because I haven't gone through the full process of pregnancy and having a baby of my own. But, you know, I just feel like I don't want to go against God's plan for my life. So if his Mm -hmm. plan was for me to, you know, be a stepmom and love on this boy and help him become the man that God intends for him to be, then so be it. Um, I just don't want to go against his plan for my life. and. I don't know, you know, I could get pregnant next month and I would be okay. And I would be happy. But if it doesn't happen, I think I'm at this point, it's just, a, I'm, I've accepted it for what it is.
1: How did you get, how did you get mm-hmm. to this point where you are okay if it were to not happen?
2: Therapy and my husband and okay. lots of prayer. My husband is so supportive and I feel like, you know, even when I tried to kind of push his love away, especially after the miscarriage, because I felt like, you know, this isn't about you, this is about me. Um, when you're going through something like that, um, any time somebody tries to give you some love or support, you, you kind of feel like you don't understand what I'm going through and just kind of leave right. me alone. I, I shut down. I don't want you touching me. And I don't want you talking to me. And my husband, no matter what, he just remained there. He remained supportive, and he just showered me with love. And even when I didn't want him talking to me, he would at least be present. That's beautiful. there were times where, you know, I would just break down in the shower or, you know, reading a book, and he would just hold me and let me cry, and then he would go on doing what he was doing. And when I was ready to talk, he would listen. So he – Really helped me throughout this whole process of being, you know, a childless stepmom and my miscarriage. Like he's always been there, and you know, if I want something, he even suggested, you know, later on down the line, or do you want to do IVF, or what do you want to do? But it's always been, you know, what can I do to help you? And I've that had, you know, a great therapists to help me as well, kind of cope mm-hmm. and um, encourage me, and also. Uh, church and being able to, you know, speak with somebody in the church and have people pray over you and encourage you. um, Mm -hmm. It's just a wonderful feeling. I feel like, you know, when you're in that point of um, resentment, you really need somebody, you know, around you or people around you to just shower you with love, even when you don't want it it. Mm accepted.
1: And you know what? (laughs) That is what I want you to do for a fellow stepmom today. Because there is somebody out there who's definitely struggling with the same thing and may not have reached the point where they've accepted the reality or or they're okay with it. And so, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them? How would you be a source of encouragement to them and shower them with love? What would you say to them?
2: I'm going to do what somebody told me trust the purpose that God has set on your life. What is meant for you will always be and you are more than what your body allows, you are worthy of all things good and accept the love and support of your spouse. Let your hurt go because it is not your fault. We often blame ourselves, but it's not our fault. If we wanted to, everything that we wanted to happen from our body, it would do it. You know, we can't tell our body to do things. You know, we can't say, okay, get pregnant next week. It's, it's just <laughs> not reality. So let the hurt go. It's not your fault. There's nothing that, you know, you've done to hinder yourself from becoming a mother. And you just have to trust the purpose that God has for your life. And you never know what's in store for you. So I had to mm-hmm. lean on that and just looking forward to what was to come and not thinking about you know what is path.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. I'm like I said, I'm open to definitely expanding the family. I would you know a bundle of joy. Um mm-hmm. but I'm uh hopefully that's you know part of the plan for me. But if it's mm-hmm. not uh yeah I, I would definitely have to come back to this past episode and open my heart <laughs> to receive that encouragement. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's
2: a process. Like I've been with yes. my husband, it'll be ten years in you know this upcoming December, and it's a process. You're also gonna go through you know different moments of oh my gosh, you know you're at that time as well. I forgot to mention when I miscarried, all of my friends were pregnant. His best friend's oh, wife was wow. pregnant. So wow, you know, I don't know them, how you kept then, it together. Lots of prayer. <laughs> lots of prayer, and like I said, my husband, you know, he's always been my best friend since we, I I could tell him everything, and I just feel like he was just ordained for me. I feel like God said, when I make this man and this woman, they will be, and I just, I I don't know what I would have done without him. I really don't, Mm -hmm. you know. My stepson at that point was very little. So, of course, I got the cuddles and the love, you know, from him at that moment, too. I I feel like kids know when you need something. They know when you need that extra hug or that extra kiss. And he made sure to give that to me at that time as well.
1: That's a great point that you brought up. Did your relationship with your stepson change while you were going through, through your infertility journey? or how did it affect your relationship with your stepson?
2: Um, I believe during that time, uh, I also had, uh, I also have siblings. So I had a brother that came and helped out a lot during that time um, with my stepson. And my husband became, a, you know, very hands-on with him as well to kind of give me time to cope and regroup from my miscarriage. But um my stepson's presence helped me a lot, though, you know, because I I was reminded like you're still you know a, a mom, you right. know, even though our title is stepmom, and I've uh, I've never because he calls me Kia, so he does he calls me by my name, and mm-hmm. I've always wanted that. I never wanted to take away the mom title from his mom. He just you know I was still reminded that I'm a mom. And, you know, he's still here. I still have the ability to do everything, you know, that a mom does. Cook, clean, clothes, nurture, teach, pray over, and, you know, just give love to. So he was like a strong reminder every day of, you know, what I do for him in his life. And he was a blessing to me, just like I hope that, you know, my, my presence was a blessing to him.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. You were really honest and open with me today and the listeners. And I really appreciate your honesty because it's it's such a sensitive topic. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes us stepmoms, like we don't, we, you know, shy away from talking about it, um, especially if we're right. going through the struggles of being pregnant and whatnot. But I just love that you are brave enough to share your story because I'm sure it's going to help another you know, stepmom. It's going to be a source of hope. It's going to be a source of encouragement. Um, so, thank mm-hmm. you so much. So, to conclude, plus her journey is all about sharing the real stories of stepmoms, just like we did today with yours, and also changing the evil stepmom narrative that we've grown accustomed mm-hmm. to. So, I want to know, Kia, in your opinion, how can we change the evil stepmom narrative?
2: I feel like, you know, you have a very good platform for stepmoms to get their voices heard. And I feel like, you know, more stepmoms need to step out, Um, show your family, show how you guys are doing your day-to-day. Express yourself in what you're going through. And just because you're a stepmom doesn't mean that you can't, you know, show your family off, show your blended family and, you know, how you guys make things work. What are your mechanisms, your coping mechanisms for when um, somebody's feelings might be hurt within the household? I know for my household, we have family meetings on Sundays. And if I see that something might be wrong because, you know, I have a teenager now in the house. He's about to be 16 this year. You know, hormones are changing. You know, what's going on with you? How's high school? What's, you know, are you, you know, experiencing anything? I like to have those little talks um, with just him and I, you know and also what's going on with my husband how how it works so how do how do you have effective communication in your household you know how who's the voice of reason in the household you know if there's any conflict so we just have to make our positions seen and you know show how positive how house, blended households work and stop living in secret
0: I yes. feel like
2: um, blended households are, are supposed to be a secret. You know, um, nobody needs to know that you're a second wife or a stepmom. So embrace your role as a stepmom because we're important too. You know, we're mm. still a wife. We're we're still play the mother role. I know if something happens right now or if my stepson cuts himself, he's about to be knocking on my door. <laughs> Can you look at this? Or if he's hurting, he's going to come and, you know, try to receive love and uh, encouragement from me, the mother figure in the household. If something's going on with my husband, he's going to come to me, his wife, in the household. My roles are important. And um, just because I'm a second wife or just because I'm a second mom doesn't mean that I'm any less important than somebody who is the first wife.
1: For Absolutely. the birth mom. Stepmoms need to be comfortable in speaking up and just mm-hmm. showing the positive sides to step parenting, showing their, the happiness that they bring their family. Their family brings them like the happy, blended family. Okay, so before I let you go, tell the listeners where they can find you. I know that I also have an online platform um, as a source of encouragement for moms. So tell us all about it and where can the listeners find you?
2: Okay, thank you. So on January the 11th, I launched the Stressless Step Mom blog. So the website is s t r e s s l e s s s t e p m o m dot com, dot com. And I have three blogs on there already. Um, we're just an introduction. We talk about bond, boundaries and just how it feels to be a sex a step mom and a second wife and the insecurities that we may feel. So those are the blogs on the website now. And you can also find me on Instagram, The Stressless Step Mom. I just I have a few posts of, you know, affirmations, encouragement. Um you can see myself and my husband, my stepson. So I wanted to build that platform to just give step moms a voice. I wanted to you know, encourage them and let them know a little bit about my journey and how I was able to cope with, you know, certain insecurities that come from being a stepmom and a second wife. And I just wanted them to know that it's okay. I feel like when I stepped into my role, I really wasn't around anybody who was also a second wife or stepmom. So nobody was able to kind of help guide me into my role. I just went into it blindly. So I wanted to use a blog and, you know, kind of build that stepmom platform to help encourage others, especially those who, you know, are childless stepmoms and are trying to, like, you know, figure their roles out and, you know, where's my place in this blended household. So I'm hoping with my blog and affirmations and encouragement that I can help another stepmom or even give a birth mom perspective on, you know, how to have a relationship. With their child's stepmom, and you know, create peace within a blended household. So, I'm hoping that this blog will do just that. I
1: love it. I feel like the more resources there are out there for stepmoms, the better. You know, we need all of the affirmations, we need all of the love, all of the support, all of the source of encouragement. So, the more, the merrier. So, thank you for being one of those resources for us.
2: Thank you. And thank you for having me today. I really do appreciate it.
1: It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, like I said, for your honesty, your uh, being transparent with us and sharing your story. And I am sure it is going to be a source of hope and encouragement for a fellow stepmom. Thank you so much, Kia.
2: Thank you.
0: I just have this feeling that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did show me some love. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And spread the love with another stepmom by sharing this episode with her. You just never know. This might be the encouraging word she needed to hear. And lastly, let's
1: stay connected. Check me out at Plus Her Journey on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.